Hello and welcome to the Blue Pea Leader podcast. And I'm your host and the founder of Blue Pea Pod, Ruth Sanderson. If you want to become a leader of an organization where people feel alive and fully contribute, one that really understands who you are, lets you contribute your talents, live your purpose and make a difference. Listen in now as we share the latest practical ideas and techniques to experience authentic success through leadership. Hello and welcome to this week's Blue Pea Leader. And I want to talk about how we can cultivate confidence in our leadership. Because let's face it, as leaders, we know that we don't have the answer for everything. And we also know that there are going to be times when we're even more unsure than others. And the thing is, our teams aren't looking for us to know everything, even if occasionally they tell us they are. But we know that they're not looking for us to have the answer for everything. I think what it is, is they want to feel confident that we will be able to help them find the answer from somewhere. So here are six things that you can focus on that will either help you build your confidence or will help your team increase their confidence in your leadership. So the first one is to be curious. Because you're going to have different opinions than other people at some point. And people are going to disagree with you. And let's be honest here. People should be disagreeing with you. If you're going through sharing your opinions and everybody's always agreeing with your opinion, you probably need to take a step back and look at your leadership and go, what on earth is going on? That means that I've managed to surround myself with a shed load of people who either genuinely think like I do or they don't think like I do but somehow the level of uh, honesty, relationship, trust, communication, whatever isn't there that means they dare to disagree with me. So when somebody does disagree with you there is a, a bit where sometimes if we lack confidence then a common reaction is that we won't speak up or we actually feel defensive. Now, if we can stay curious when somebody has a different opinion, we kind of have to go, well, what is it that that person sees differently to me? What's the data they might be in possession of that if I also knew that, I'd have a different opinion too? Now, again, it's almost that, you know, if you're not speaking up, if... I said, if people aren't speaking up and disagreeing with you, you got to go, why? There are also going to be times when maybe we're also around leaders and we don't speak up. And we got to turn around and say, well, why am I not having the confidence to, to say that I see it differently? And sometimes, actually, it's just about going, well, what's the data that I might have that the other person might not be aware of? And I can share that. So we can share our difference of opinion in, in a variety of ways that makes it easier at times for people to go, oh, I hadn't considered that. The second thing you can do, that lovely old chestnut, delegation. 
I've done I've done a few different uh, podcasts on delegating and um, and micromanaging. So I'll keep this brief. But when you lack confidence or uncertain, one of the things that tends to happen is we tend to hang on to things that actually we should be delegating. Because if we if we hang on to them, we don't show that we're vulnerable or we actually get to stay in control. Um, but of course, if you're doing your job right, there's going to be somebody in the team who you could maybe still delegate it to and share the concerns you have. Um, or you can maybe sort of like, you can work on it together. So it's not full on delegation, but you're working on it together with the thought that at the point at where you do have more confidence and certainty, then you can delegate that particular thing. The third way is to seek feedback. And by this, I mean feedback of all kinds. We're not just talking about feedback as in, let me tell you what didn't work. But feedback is also what went well. To increase confidence, then, well, okay, if we're talking about increasing our own confidence, then it helps if we ask for input from a variety of sources. But what tends to happen when we lack confidence is we tend to seek feedback from those we think are going to tell us what we expect, whether that's good or bad, or we are just going to be plain kind to us. So by this, I mean that sometimes when we lack confidence, we go to somebody and we ask them because what we we expect, it's like we think, oh, I did this really bad. And we go to somebody with the expectation that they also are going to tell us I did really bad. So it just becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy. Other times we lack confidence and we go, oh, I'll go and talk to this person because I know they'll be nice. I don't really want to know just how bad it was. So I'm going to go and and so really what we're doing is we're just we're not seeking feedback in the true meaning of feedback. We're just going out and seeking people telling us what it is we want to hear. If we're going to be giving people feedback to help improve their confidence then a way of structuring it is to think, right, okay, so what did I see them do well? And let me tell them that. What do I think that they could do even better? And then let me tell them that. And maybe there is something that I think they could do differently or stop doing. And yep, I could tell them that. That way, whether that's the feedback you, the structure of the feedback you get, or that's the structure of the feedback you give, that way you're going to find out what you can still work on developing, but you actually become aware of where you're already succeeding. One of the fastest ways to reduce somebody's confidence is to just tell them what didn't work. Plus, Funnily enough, when we find out, when somebody shares with us what we're doing well, even if we think we know what we're doing well, Sometimes in the way the person communicates it, there's a subtlety, there's a there's a nuance that actually was outside of our awareness. Now, I mean, I've said, you know, this is feedback, but in many cases, actually what it really is, is somebody's opinion or perception, which means that it can come with flaws. Um, and... And it doesn't then mean, oh, we just get to dismiss it. But again, the more people you solicit feedback from, the richer the picture you get to work with.
The next way is to give credit and share the limelight. So what I've noticed over the years is that when a leader lacks confidence, they tend to take credit for other people's work or ideas. Um, They can also struggle to share the spotlight because they have this thing that if other people get noticed, then it's like, what's going to happen? Um, It's usually the fact that what they want to do is appear that they are valuable or required. That if they share the limelight, if they give the credit, that then maybe potentially somebody's going to go, oh, we didn't need you. Um, we're, we're going to be with somebody else. What tends to happen, though, is if you're working for a leader who takes credit for other people's work or ideas, after a period of time, people stop giving that leader the ideas. They will do work that actually has a flaw in it that will come along later to bite them. So in a sense, actually, people end up setting the leader up for... for um, for failure further down the line. Um, You'll notice in confident leaders there's a difference. Their language, they use we or the team or our more than they use me and I. They will still use me and I, but they will also share it around. They give praise directly to the people involved. They give credit in public. They will shine the light on the other people. They're also mindful of when to shine the light because there are some people for whom if you if you praised them in too much in public, it would also make them want to shy away. So a good leader knows when when and where to shine the light on other people. But of course, this is the other bit. The more you do this, the more you give credit, the more you share the share the love then the more people enjoy working with you and the more they're likely to contribute great ideas and excellent work. The next one is asking questions. There is a thing where sometimes when we're lacking confidence, we think, well, I won't ask questions because I don't want to show that I don't know, I don't know anything here. So we go really quiet. Actually, confident leaders do ask questions and there is a part two to this. They then listen to the answers. They're quite happy to ask for help and support because they know that this is a route to their continued growth and learning, which it, that increases their confidence. The last one, admitting to mistakes. Insecure leaders want to protect themselves and so consequently being vulnerable and either owning mistakes or sharing their failures is just way, way too scary. But confident leaders are big enough to admit to their mistakes and intelligent enough to correct them. It isn't all about perfection and success. If that is all that's been shared, then what happens is people benchmark their leadership against something that's unreal, which actually causes huge problems further down the line. I mean, the kind of the mental process tends to be, I'm experiencing X, this doesn't appear normal compared to everybody else. What am I, I must be doing something wrong. Now, when I'm helping leaders expand into their full potential, I will often share stories of my mistakes and weaknesses and, you know, moments where I'm like, you know, 
slap forehead with hand. I can't believe I quite did that. Um, And the relief on their face as they realise that they are normal and they're doing way better than they thought is, is, is so lovely to see. But it comes from the fact that we do have a tendency to just share, share, share what appeared to have worked. People stand up there and go, oh, I did this and I did that and I did the other. We don't, yeah, there are audiences where I'm not going to stand up in front of people I don't know and share some of my mistakes. When you're coaching your staff, when you're mentoring your staff, that is the perfect opportunity when they're talking about something, to share one of your stories so that they realise that you didn't just end up where you are because you you had it all together. So there are going to be times when you're uncertain, when you feel insecure, when you lack confidence. And you've got to look and say, is this impacting my ability to lead or is it endangering the retention of valuable staff? And so if you want to strengthen your leadership so others have increased confidence in you, then often working with a coach and a mentor can be a worthwhile investment. It is one of the fastest ways to unlock the potential inside of you and have it come out. And when you're you're playing the bigger game, and going for it and pushing yourself, knowing that you're not necessarily going to get it all right first time. Ironically, the team around you then want to play the bigger game and push themselves and go for it. So the thing is, by you stepping out and stepping up, your team also want to do exactly the same thing. Until next time.